You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. We are here talking about villains. Yes, it's going to get quite evil. <laughs> but you know, it kind of fits because I was looking at it. So so DC, they've made theirs very public. It's DC's Year of the Villain, right? And we have Leviathan and City of Bane and uh, just Lex the, the offer, yeah, Justice League. And, yeah, so we got all that stuff going on, right? And Marvel's going to jump in a little bit too. They're going to be like, okay, check it out. We're going to do... Um, Damn it, I had it. It was Acts of... I think it's Acts of Evil. Acts of Evil, yeah. Acts of Evil, yeah. So they're doing those annuals. Plus, plus the Age of X-Man is kind of a villain thing. Yeah. Can I, I stretch it? Can you I stretch it, you stretch it, okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was introduced into the X-Men world with the whole, like, I'm going to take you guys down. What? <laughs> no? I, no, no. No, just... I mean, this recent Okay, one. this new one. Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 I thought you went back in the I'm day. I'm not talking like, about original Nate. Jeff Loeb didn't, didn't have Nate that Gray. much evil in the no. guy. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, he just came back out of the blue and he's like, hey, man, this is how it's going to go down. I'm crazy buff Jesus and I'm going to change the whole world. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be talking about two villain teams in the DC universe and the Marvel universe, just like we did two weeks ago. Um, but instead, it's going to we're Well, they're, they're both teams are analogs of our Justice League. Yes. Well, yeah, because we so we just saw Brightburn, mm-hmm. uh, great film. I go check it out. Just be careful because there's some parts in there that are going to make you feel, ooh, yeah. Like uh. <laughs> there are only three things that really make me um, cringe, squirm, qu- squirm. Thank you, squirm. When I'm watching a movie, especially like a horror movie, uh-huh. it's when things happen to fingers, things happen to teeth, or things happen to eyes. Guess what three things happen in that movie? <laughs> Predominantly. Now I understand why you never pursued shop classes. That's <laughs> exactly true. <laughs> so yeah, um, if you uh, enjoy seeing your superheroes broken down and then turn into uh, villains, go watch the Zack Snyder superhero movie. But then go and watch this James Gunn produced superhero movie called Brightburn. Yeah, no. So it was it was exciting. I mean, it was just great to see Superman as a brat, and then that made me think of Supreme Power because JMS kind of played with that as well. Mm-hmm. And then it made me think of New Fifty Two's version of the Crime Syndicate because kind of the same thing. Mom, Pa, Kent were bastards, and you know, little uh, K Ill. I think K. they call yeah, yeah K Ill crash lands, and I think he just killed them. He's like to hell with these two. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, hey, you know what? This could be a fun mashup and or a fun, a fun throwdown. So we're going to take DC's crime syndicate, the evil version of the Justice League of America from Earth 3, or if you look at Grant Morrison's version, Earth 2, or if you look at uh, Jeff Johns' New 52 version, all of them are spectacularly evil. And then we're going to go into the Squadron Sinister because that was Marvel basically saying, hey, since we can't have a team up, let's just make our own Justice League. And then eventually they were like, these characters are so good, so they turned them into the Squadron Supreme. Which is the good versions from yet another dimension yep. that are 
the versions of the bad versions of this JLA. Yep, <laughs> we're gonna supply a, a diagram with this episode, <laughs> and then but you recently see them be revamped. Um, well, not recently, but like early 2000s, we saw the Supreme Power, as mentioned earlier, by JMS. And then right now, if you're reading Avengers, you will see the Squadron Supreme of America as they are featured in the Avengers book by Jason Aaron. There you go. So before we get to that, we're going to go to our spinner rack and see what is on the rack for New Comic Book Day. Yes, so it's the greatest day of the week. Here we are, the first Wednesday of June. And what's out there? Well, DC Comics is supplying you with Adventures of the Super Sons, issue 11 of 12. God, it's almost a year. Almost That's a year. That's crazy. Um, I, I hear a lot of good fan reaction in this, so hopefully we'll see more later which, on. Which would make it, what, three years since they started doing that book? Because the, the first one went 24 issues, right? 24, 25 issues? You know, I, I, I think you're right. Yeah, well, gosh, when you think about well, okay. They may have done it, but I think they, they shipped Was it, it two faster. A month? Yeah. Two, two a month, yeah. Because I think Rebirth, because, okay, this November will be two years since Doomsday Clock started. And I think that was basically like a year after Rebirth started, right? Mm, yes. So the Rebirth universe is about three years old, and uh, the Adventures of the Super Sons is just darn near all of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. They came in. Yeah, they came in pretty early. So, I mean, but it catches on. I mean, who wouldn't be curious? I mean, in the 70s, they actually had uh, kind of a reoccurring storyline with the adventures of the super sons this is an old title and uh it was in the world's finest comic and basically yeah kind of played with that idea of was the it child young of superman. bruce wayne or no it was the, the i child think yeah i superman. think it was the children of the two yeah teaming oh, up and whatnot nice. yeah, it, was not, it was something i didn't get into but they recently released it in trade so if you're curious and you want to see some 70s dc comics edginess that's that's the trade to go to <laughs> Highly not recommended. Uh, let's see. Batman issue 72 will be out. So there's been a lot of kerfuffling with the uh, Tom King adventures, uh, but we're going to trust that it's all going to get sorted out because we didn't mention this last week, so I'm going to drop it now. Uh, Tom King recently got picked up. He's going to co-write the script for New Gods. New Gods, that's right. Ava DuVernay, who's going to be directing and co-writing the, the movie, um, will, has brought on tom king who most recently as you like to champion wrote uh <laughs> mr miracle which you know obviously was a very huge new gods book and oh, yeah. critically acclaimed fan loved um seal of approval from chris seal of approval, chris, <laughs> seal of approval from mitch uh, hey, there you go you there you, go. you throw that you uh you throw him onto the book or onto the movie hopefully that means that we're that Scott Free and Big Barda are going to be central figures in the movie. Oh, I think so. I think Ava has stated that Big Barda is her favorite character. Big Barda is her favorite character. So that's, that's a right. huge boon. Like two years before they announced that she was going to do New God, she's like, I would love to do a movie about Big Barda. Like, yeah. She loves that character. Yeah. So. so, yeah. So, this is exciting because I know we had Tom King promises 100 issues. And I think he's going to leave Batman at 85. Then go to Batman but then, Catwoman. Yeah, he's going to go to Batman Catwoman, which I think runs for a year. So 85 plus 12 makes 97. So, so still almost 100. Yeah, so that's not too bad. I mean, there, as long as... There will probably be one annual in Batman oh, yeah, and one an annual. annual in Batman Catwoman. So that picks us to 99. And yeah, then and we've had previous annuals as well. So, I mean, if we oh, don't count dang. the annuals... It, did so, he write the other annuals? I think he wrote the first and second. I don't know if he got back for the third. Mm. But then they started doing those secret files and origins again. So they started bringing that back. But I, I don't, I don't remember if he did all. Maybe there will be just one Omega book too. Yeah, that's to, a way to do it. To have, be like you know, issue one hundred or one hundred Batman of of Tom King will be like a big <laughs> Batman old book. King size. Hey, hey. there it is. Um, but yeah, so but yeah, we're gonna get close. I mean, if we're gonna lose them, I, I'm just glad though that. I'm glad that the rumor got out there 
which got the information out faster because I, I, I can't wait. But, I mean, I'm excited because this means that we'll still get our Batman story because I was worried that he's leaving DC under bad news. And that's, no, that's it doesn't sound thing. like it. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I mean, if they're going to give the guy a brand new book, that's, that's, not, that's not bad news. Right. So, yeah, so this is going to be very exciting. So, anyways, Batman 72 is out, and this is part three of The Fall in the Fall, and it's got a beautiful David Finch cover. So this is going to start getting close. I mean, um, I know a lot of people didn't like the last arc, The Nightmares. Um, it seemed kind of slow, and I can agree. I think it should have been two or three issues, but I think the action is going to start pumping because 72 is very close to 75. So I think 75 <laughs> is when that starts City of Bane. So get ready for that. Speaking of Batman, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, issue 2 is out. And this is where we see our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Batman universes amalgamed. So we have like a Joker Shredder, and we have all four of the Turtles as Robins. Shouldn't like Shredder be teamed up with Raish? Like, putting I, him as the Joker seems weird. I, yeah, I, that's actually, that's damn good. <laughs> uh, I don't think they thought of that. It was just kind of like, hey, let's take the top villain. Yeah, but you're right. You're right. Ra's al Ghul would have been better, or even Bane for that matter. Yeah. Like, God, can you imagine? A, I'm sure they must have done that because Shredder was always trying to get the ooze, and then remember the movies, he became Super Shredder. <laughs> so could you imagine Bane Shredder? Yeah. Holy. So wait, who who went with uh, Batman? Who amalgamed with Batman? Is I it think, Leo? I think Batman stays himself because you take the four turtles and the four robins. Okay. So Leo got Nightwinged. Um, Raphael is Jason. Donatello is Tim. And then Michelangelo <laughs> and Damien. Because, because that makes the most sense. Reasons. <laughs> so April and Vicky Vale? Maybe. That's not a bad mashup. I would say that's probably the closest to counterparts. Yeah. 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 All right. I guess I just need to read the book. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, I mean, it's done well enough. I think, like, even though they call this Batman TMNT 3, there's been four because I think they also spun off and did the animated series. Mm. And they didn't count that as that. So there's like four. And then I think the Batman animated series one is going to get another one. So that's crazy. So, but yeah, I mean, definitely they're, they're fun. Like, I do have to say, I, I, I like that DC Comics and IDW have been teaming up because they make some fun stuff. Like, I could give two shits about Star Trek. But when you put Star Trek with Green Lantern, I was like, all right. I'm in. I'm in because they're doing some cool stuff. Did they give Captain Kirk a Green Lantern ring? Oh, I, I, I forget. I actually, I don't think I've gotten that far. I think so. I think he did. I could imagine they'd be like, this man has no fear. And, yep. He's and then good. he made sexy green women with his, with his <laughs> ring. I could see that. He made sexy women who happened to appear green. <laughs> but, yeah, so. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's exciting. I'm glad that they're doing it. I mean, obviously, we, we know which universe we'd rather they play with. But, you know, right. hurry up, you two. Yeah. Fix this. <laughs> Tell me about it. All right. Uh, let's see. Moving along. Here's going to be a scary number to drop at you. Blackest Night Omnibus. 10th anniversary edition. Wow. Holy crap. It's been 10 years ten since years. Blackest Night. Jesus, so I, I remember going off the rails for this one. I bought everything. I bought every crossover issue and all of it. And now, 10 years later, I could have just bought a book that has all of it. So you lucky you lucky youngsters. That was the last appearance of John Paul Valley as, as Azrael oh. before New 52. Yep. Because the next thing we see him is uh, Batman Eternal. Yeah. Th yeah, those were the those issues that you got me. Um. Because uh, after that, we saw Michael Lane as Azrael. Yeah, the and new one. Not that I had any problem with Michael Lane. It was just I had Paul John, or John Paul Valley in my 
He was your Azrael. Yeah, yeah. my Azrael. Yeah. I mean, it's cool that there's a legacy, but exactly, it's it's one of those things where it's like we have our our favorite version. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, I know that was a hard one because didn't the Azrael series kind of end with an ominous ending where it's like maybe he did, maybe he didn't. It's up to you, reader. Exactly. And then Jeff Jones is like, "Fuck that, he's, he's dead." dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna see him in the background of a panel somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, so but anyways, yeah, this is really cool. Like this collection. It'll com- it'll feature the entire Blackest Night, including the free comic book day zero issue, um, all the additional tie-ins, the the Batman, Flash, JSA, Superman, Titans, and Wonder Woman, those three part miniseries, and then all the resurrected comics as well. So I mean, this is just awesome. Like I, I toy with getting it, but I mean, I've got it in single issue and hardbacks, the separate hardbacks. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's a little bit overkill. Do you um, want them? Would you like them to revisit that for the 10 year anniversary? Like some in some way in the war in the continuity world? You know, honestly, I, I think it would be fun. Maybe maybe once like everything's kind of wound down. But I think it'd be fun because, yeah, what a great way to have those missing characters get another shot. Mm. So, like, could you imagine, like, let's say, like, right now, like, I would hate to see this, but, you know, let, let's have, you know, Peter Cross, Dr. Midnight show up as a Black Lantern. And it's like, oh, shoot. So that would be kind of cool to get to see these characters and, like, all right, you know, get some confirmation or what's going on. Or maybe that's, you know, yeah, like, you could have some kind of, like, Crisis Blackest Night thing. So mm-hmm. it's like the dead, the planets that didn't survive, bam, those characters are back. Like, yeah, I mean, fun. with uh, the idea of, like, um, it because even when we just said it right now, like, that was already 10 years ago. It might be too soon. So maybe at a, the 20-year anniversary, like, revisit that story to be like, hey, you know, uh, here are some fallout from Blackest Night that you don't remember because we've changed the world twice since then. <laughs> By twenty years, it might be three, three more times. Yeah, so it's at least who knows? Five. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, I, I think it would be interesting that they should they because sh- that was like the biggest crossover right before fifty two or Flashpoint. Yeah, I would no, think that, that actually that was because yeah. that's where we had the Blackest Night Flash three issue miniseries, mm-hmm. and then finally you got the Flash series that led us to Flashpoint. Right. So yeah, that was a big one. Um, yeah, no, I, I would love for them to revisit it somehow. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I do need to go back and reread some stuff because. Like, I was looking at it, like, I guess, I guess just a lot of Superboy Prime comics are out of my memory or they're out of my collection. Because I sent you that panel the other day, mm-hmm. and it's like, when the hell did they reintroduce Bart and Connor that way? Yeah, that was the you know? Legion of Three Worlds. Yeah, so I don't have the, the finishing part of that. And, mm, you, know, uh, you know what? I know exactly what happened uh, to that finishing part. Yeah, we, we all do. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so anyway, so, yeah, no, but it, it's definitely neat. So if you want to get in... Yes, it's $150. I know you can shop around. You can find a better price. I think it's well worth it. Uh, at that price point, I know it's well worth it uh, because a lot of sites can offer you dis- like huge discounts. So to have it all collected in one beautiful thing, um, I just hope they put in like a forward by Jeff Johns. Let him revisit. You know, Yes. So a lot of great artists and write- great writers came together to bring the DC Universe to a scary point because we had Marvel Zombies and we had... Um, Oh God! What was it when they when they did it in the X Men where the dead came back? Oh 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 yes. Uh, un was it X Men Undead? No, it's I re- I remember what it was because that that's when we saw a lot of the new mutants come back as undead characters and they were like, and then we were like, oh no, those those characters weren't actually dead kind of thing because we reintroduced them into the world. But 
What was that? That was God. What was that called? Because I didn't buy that one. I kind of wish I had. I remember. But... I remember getting the new mutant book. Mm-hmm. I never gotten a new mutant book before, but I did for that that storyline. God. What was, oh man, that's bugging me now. I'll, I'll cheat and look it up here in the background. But it's funny because like we're doing deceased right now, but Blackest Night was also zombies. Like yeah, like everybody was like, oh, this is just them doing zombies. Yeah. So it's it's funny how many times we come back around to doing the same story so i guess technically we are revisiting blackest night 10 years later with deceased (laughs) that's one way to look at it yeah no but i like i guess what was kind of cool though because marvel zombies was its own universe right which Um, spawned out of ultimate fantastic four yes that's true that's very true Um, that was kirkman wasn't it you mean to tell me kirkman yeah i think so zombies again in the marvel universe after doing walking dead like was that what their thing they were like hey you've been having all the success with doing zombies how about you do zombies over in the marvel universe yep yeah no am uh, i just now putting two and two together wow I, i'm slowly laying mitch down into a pillow and giving him water he's had an aneurysm yeah no like it's funny when you think about that when you're like oh marvel zombies oh okay the zombie thing who wrote that robert kirkman really really like He's writing Deceased as well. Oh, my God. No, no, it's Tom Taylor. But, yeah. No, it's it's crazy. Um, so, did you find that X-Men story yet? No, we, we have not had enough stall time for that. Because <laughs> I put in X-Men Zombies, and that was a horrible idea. I remember Blink being a big part of that because she would kill people easily, and then they would come back, I think. Um, well, I think, like, didn't we get Banshee almost? Like, he wasn't returned in that one, but he was in it. Um, hmm. Yeah, but I, I, like I remember, like because it was funny because it wasn't in the main book, so that's why no, I didn't get it. Because I was like, eh. you know. But then like Cyclops was in it, and I was like, oh, I guess I should have. Um, we also had all the that that vampire stuff too that went. Oh yes, the uh, the, the, the X Men book when they relaunched or when they launched technically Volume Two, but it should have been Volume Three. But we had the Curse of the Mutants. Was that was that just X Men stuff that was crossing over with vampires, or was that all of Marvel? Because I. I can't remember if that was just an X Men crossover. I remember Jubilee getting becoming okay. a vampire. So then, if it was the Jubilee one, that was it was in the X Men book, but they did have other heroes there, like Blade showed up. I think Spidey showed up, stuff like that. Uh, so okay. it was kind of because yeah, it's like the X Men are are an island, but, but we they also you to had sell. they had the vampire versions of uh, sea creatures because I remember the Atlantis had to go to they had the the deep. Is that what they they were vampires that that were underwater like underwater vampires oh i couldn't mm. i don't remember that part that's interesting yeah i'm gonna have to look that story up later because it's gonna bug me and i i, I can't i can't type fast someone enough. might <laughs> someone might t- tweet us yeah with the answer but and that's actually a story i need to go and read so that'd be worth definitely like i'm, I'm, I'm gonna pursue this on my own ends as well but uh let's see yeah but black as night like i said i highly recommend i think mitch gives definitely you know all stars as well mm-hmm. that was a fun one that was neat because i remember we were all at the comic shop at the time too and it was mm-hmm. like oh my god you know every wednesday something was coming out um but perfect timing because what else comes out this week deceased issue two <laughs> Look that's at that. right it's cross promotion synergy um you know i didn't hear a lot of talk about issue number one and this is going to be a sleeper book because what's neat about it is it does feature new god stuff like wow. in the first issue, and I hope people don't mind, but like Darkseid dies. How many times has Darkseid died now? All the times. Okay. Uh, Omega times. But no, but I mean, what's really exciting about this, though, is like 
holy shit, he's dead. You know, like, like it's funny because he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill the whole earth. And like, this is what I'm going to do. And then it totally backfires. And oh my God, it's a gruesome death. Kind of funny with uh, Danos being dead over in the Marvel universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so I finally got caught up in my Guardians. He tricked everybody. So he's been living in Star Fox's body, his brother Eros. Right. So now he's gone up to his dead body. So I think he's going to do a body switch or something like that. Wow. That's yeah. pretty powerful. In continuity, 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 continuity. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, the Guardians book, definitely highly recommended. But yeah, Deceased, it's going to be fun. Uh, six issue miniseries, part two comes out. Um, issue one hit hard and heavy. Um, like, just to see the fear on Superman's face when he realizes that all the death is coming from screens. And, like, he runs over. Like, he burns the phone right out of Jonathan's hand. Wow. Like, that was nuts. And even Jonathan's kind of like, what the hell, Dad? It's my phone. <laughs> you know? And then the whole Bat family, too. Like, Nightwing's confirmed dead. Um, I think Tim was confirmed. Or maybe Nightwing and Damien. I forget. But, yeah. So, this is, like, this is going to hit hard and heavy. And then, um, uh Bruce himself, like he was being attacked. So maybe he survived, maybe he doesn't. That's crazy. So yeah, I highly recommend picking that one up. Uh, if you want to get more of a New Gods fix, The Female Furies, part five of six is out. This is kind of a, I want to say it's more a sequel just because it's playing with characters, not necessarily a direct sequel. But The Female Furies, this will focus on Big Barda and the other female Furies from Apocalypse and all their villainy. But they're not necessarily villains because they're sympathetic people. Like, all they've ever known is just this horrible world. So can you blame them for what they've gone through? So a lot of character study going on there. Green Lantern number eight by Liam Sharp and Grant Morrison will be out this week. And this one's going to be fun. Why? Because we get to see Grant Morrison, right? Ollie. That's right. Oliver Queen will be guest starring the Green Arrow. So there's going to be a lot of homages to the hard traveling heroes. So I'm very excited to see what's going to happen there. Uh, Justice League will be hitting the big 2-5. That's right, issue 25. It hasn't been two years, but damn, they've put out enough book. So the sixth dimension storyline will come to a close, and the cover definitely shows the Justice League taking on the uh, Legion of Doom. So this is going to be very exciting because I'm sure a lot of stories are going to come to a head here. So if you want to cheat, that's the issue to pick up. Uh, Nightwing, Night Terror's trade paperback will be out. This trade paperback will basically tell you how we got to um, Rick, Rick Grayson. Uh, the only thing, the only problem I have with this, and it's going to give you issues 50 through 56, so that's not bad, seven comic books at a $20 price point. And again, you could definitely find it cheaper wherever you shop. Um, I'm bummed that they didn't put the issue of Batman where he got shot. That seems dumb not to throw that yeah in there? like they should have like honestly like if i had my say because i think he got shot in batman 55 i would have included batman 54 and 55 but would you would have have they ever done something like that in a trade like if it was a if it was a let's say uh green lantern trade uh -huh. and would you throw in the the two issues of green arrow where uh you know he showed up to tell ollie that he's not worthy enough to be a superhero you know, I would just because, well, because like, I mean, I love that. Like, I wish I could get a job in collected trades because um, I think story's pivotal. But also at the same time, I understand the goal is to sell more trades. Right. So that's going to be perfect. Why? Because you're going to be able to go, go buy, buy the Batman trade. trade yeah. And, you know, which I think is malarkey. But, you know, obviously that's probably why I don't work in that trade department. So then Batman 55 where Dick Grayson gets shot. Is that, was that written by Tom King? Yes. Wow. Yeah, Tom King. And that's why I'm curious. Like. Did he have plans? Like, what was the what was the whole plan of Nightwing? Because I mean, 
you look at that, and he was huge on the DC Universe streaming app with Titans. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Nightwing's a fan-favorite character. Very much so. And it's like, hey, let's just pop him in the head and let's see what happens. I, I, and they didn't really have any big talent on it because it kind of felt like the book was going to go a certain way, and then it got handed off, and then it's been handed off again. Yeah. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but that's what it's definitely Well, I mean, like. I would definitely say that there were big plans for Nightwing in the DC Universe as is until that until he was shot in the head because he was the leader of the Titans. He was pivotal in uh, Dark Knight Metal. He was, you know, he was, uh, I mean, he's Dick Grayson for one, (laughs) but it's just, how could you regulate or, yeah, how could you make this character who's the best friend to every superhero in the the DC universe into Rick Grayson? Yeah, like how how do you just decide to be like, hey, let's go this route and there's no real plan follow up yeah you know because honestly it's like i mean we, we were talking about this last episode you know we saw him in heroes in crisis we saw him in doomsday clock and he's been nightwing in both of those iterations true now doomsday clock you can get away with it because that's supposed to be in the future or the past maybe all of the above all the things <laughs> all the all the places am i dr manhattan yes okay uh now here was here's disco nightwing <laughs> but but heroes in crisis should be happening now so yeah that's very very curious but yeah, if you want to pick it up, I mean, I've been enjoying the story arc. I know I enjoy it because it's a character I like. I know a lot of Nightwing peripheral fans will probably be like, what the hell is this? So, I got it. The one that you saw in Heroes in Crisis is uh-huh. actually the cop. Ooh, okay. I'll take it. <laughs> really? Here goes. Here, what, what was it they used to give out? The uh, the no prize? The Excelsior. Yeah, oh. the no prize. There you go. Yeah, so that's, you get a no prize because that's the best fix in editorial. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah, so... Uh, but let's see, moving along, Shazam issue six is out, and this one's going to be a very big one because Billy has got to decide, does he want to stay with his family or does he go with his father? So this is going to be crazy. This is all new adventure because this is the new version of Billy, Captain Marvel. Wait, I can't say that. Shazam. Shazam. And so we're going to see what happens there. Captain Sparkle Fingers. Sparkle Fingers, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then last, the last book from DC right here that's recommended, Young Justice Issue 6. So the first story arc by Brian Michael Bendis featuring the next generation of heroes will come to its conclusion. So the secrets of Gemworld, we're going to learn more about it. I don't care. <laughs> I honestly do not, do not care about Gemworld. Like, I don't know how else to put it. I think it's interesting that Superboy has a, a wife and a kid and they, they exist in Gemworld, but I don't care. Amethyst. Who? Who's Amethyst? Yeah. I should I guess I should start I could I should care about make new characters that they make, but where's my Empress? Where's my Arrowette? Where's the other young Justice characters that I cared about when I was reading the reading that book? Yeah, no, exactly. Like there's such a huge world of young justice that could be explored, and it's like, let's take this I mean and Gem World is a fan favorite thing, but I think you and I have a lot of stock in DC Comics to say who gives a fuck. <laughs> you know, that is not something that is major. Yeah. I mean people kinda liked it out of a nostalgia bit, but even then the crowd doesn't play for that. Mm-hmm. So I mean this is them like injecting it saying, Hey, let's try to bring it back. But give it its own book. Don't take it from Young Justice. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. So but anyway, so that's a lot of stuff there from uh DC Comics. We're gonna go to the other side of the fence. So over at Marvel Comics. We have The Adventures of Spider-Man, Sinister Intentions, Volume 1. So this has never been released on DVD, which blows my mind. Spider-Man, the animated series from the 90s Fox era. Mm -hmm. 
this needs to be on DVD in America. And anyways, at the time, Marvel Comics would put out uh, companion comic books. And sometimes they were straight one-for-one adaptations. Sometimes they were different stories. So this trade paperback will be collecting the uh, Spider-Man Fox series continuity comics. So a lot of great stuff there. Uh, Comes at a small price point, so that's great for young children to recommend a way for them to get bit by the comic book bug. Age of X-Men Prisoner X issue 4 will be out. So again, we're getting that much closer to the Age of X-Men coming to a conclusion, which will halt the X-Men line so it can be reborn from Hickman's crazy mind. Hickman. Um, Avengers by Jason Aaron, Volume 3, War of the Vampires, will be collected in trade paperback. Black Cat launches her book. I mean, hey, if we could have a Catwoman, why can't we have a Black Cat? Yeah. You know, I kind of, I wish I had gotten the, the art germ variants of both of those. I think that'd be great to put those side by side. Uh, Captain America, Evolutions of a Living Legend trade paperback will be released. So if you want to get more of a fix on Captain America and you want to see some great stories about him, this is a trade to go to because it's just a collecting collection of all kinds of different like uh, costumes and, and symbolisms and, and, and great things that Steve Rogers has gone through in his time as Captain America. So these are always kind of fun character study books. Captain Marvel hits issue six. Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys the Marvel history. Issue four of six is out. You know, I haven't heard much buzz about this. Um, so that's kind of interesting because, I mean, he's a fun character, but I think this is the first time he's not written by his creator. So I think that's definitely brought a lot of uh, lackluster to it. Mm. Um, Daredevil Epic Collection trade paperback. Purgatory in Paradise will be out. So this one's fun, but I do caution you. I mean, I'm a Daredevil fan, so that's like, you know, asking an alcoholic what their favorite drink is. Um, <laughs> but I, I recommend this trade, but at the same time, I will warn you, this is 90s Daredevil. Like, this is the part of the book that got Daredevil canceled. <laughs> so um, I look forward to reading these, but then again, maybe when I read them now with an older mind, I might not enjoy it so much. <laughs> so I, you know buyer beware uh dead man logan issue eight of 12 i'm so mad because i'm buying this book and i'm not reading it and i need to be reading it because the covers look pretty damn amazing. the covers do look good but i am i don't know the fact that you're already labeling him dead man logan like uh-huh. it just feels so finite i know it's a 12 minute 12 issue series but like i don't know i don't know how i feel about it. like can he just be dead already yeah, no, it, it, I think them dragging it to 12 was a bad idea. I yeah. think they should have just done a six-issue arc in the book and then let it go from there. I feel the same, but it's all about selling more books, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and actually, it's funny because DC and Marvel, they love to copy each other. I don't know if you've heard the buzz on this one. Have you heard of Old Man Barry? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so in the Flash books, they're doing a story arc called uh, Year One. So it's basically the, or, the origin story yep. of Barry Allen as it stands right now. And for some reason, part of that, I think part of issue one featured old man Barry. Like we see an older version of him from the future come in. So would this be a version that... So does the stuff about him going to the future and living with Iris and raising raising Bart, does that any of that stuff like... I don't know if it counts anymore. Counts anymore? I don't. Mm. Because, yeah, the thought process was, because that was... Um, Oh, my God, I should remember his name. He's one of our favorites. Uh, Marv Wolfman. Marv Wolfman, that was his out. So Mm -hmm. in case somebody ever wanted to bring Barry back, they could have him living in the future and bring him to the present before he dies in Infinite Crisis issue 8. 
Christ on Infinite Earth? Yeah, Christ, sorry, thank okay. you. Christ on Infinite Earth, number eight. Um, and, you know, Jeff Don's definitely, Jeff Johns yes, definitely used that a lot. Yeah. You know, like, Wally, I'll come to you three times. And I think we got two. We never sold a third. <laughs> um, but, you know, Barry's back. A Barry is back. I don't know if it's the Barry. But anyway, so, but yeah, um, it's all uncharted territory. Like, I, I has Bart. So, okay, Bart's in Young Justice, right? Correct. Now, is he the Bart we know or remember, or did they do some funky stuff to him as I well? I think they did some funky stuff, because I don't think he remembers being Flash oh, at, wow. at one point. Uh, I'm almost positive that this is this would be... I mean, this would be a f- Bart that was pre-being Kid Flash, even. Oh, so he's like baby impulse then. Kind of, yeah. Okay, that's wild. Yes. But then again, the Superboy is an older Superboy. I know, that's what I was kind of looking at in the art, because doesn't he almost have stubble even? He does. Yeah, so that's a He's huge. been living in Gelm World for, for years. That's why he has a wife and a kid. I don't know. It's it's it, I, I'm only on issue two, so there's definitely <laughs> a lot more that I need to need to read before I can concrete come up with what I how I feel about it. <laughs> well, there you go. So that's his homework. He's going to read Young Justice and tell us what's going on. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, moving right along. Domino Hot Shots issue four or five is coming out, so that miniseries is almost to a conclusion. But definitely, I know Domino got a lot of features, so it'd be nice to see how this plays out. Guardians of the Galaxy annual number one. That's right, the book hasn't even been out a year yet, and the annual's here. Um, but this one's going to be quite interesting because we're going to find out some stuff. Uh, Nova, Quasar, Adam Warlock, and Darkhawk. There's a lot of stuff going on, and we don't know the backstory. So hopefully they'll tell us what's going to happen there. Um, I know as I've been reading Guardians, the book itself, I want to know what's up with uh, Rocket Raccoon. Like, everybody's not happy with him, so I definitely can't wait to see how that's going to play out. Uh, Incredible Hulk Last Call number one will be out. So again, this is Marvel's 80th anniversary, so they're doing a lot of like, hey, let's go back and let's touch on some stuff. So this is going to be really exciting because... Peter David, who did an incredible run on the Incredible Hulk, uh, he teamed up with artist Del Kion. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, so I apologize. But anyways, those two guys did some major stories together with the with Bruce Banner. And so they're going to reunite, and they're going to do a special here. So this is kind of neat. Um, I hope Marvel does more of these. I hope they get other famous writer and artist teams to come back and visit a book. I think that would be great. Um if you're a fan of Scotty Young, and he's the one who definitely draws a lot of the baby art, uh, Marvel Art of Scotty Young hardcover will be out there. So this will be a nice collection of a lot of his work. Is he exclusive at Marvel? I want to say yes. I think he is. Hmm. But it's going to be interesting because Patrick Gleason is also uh, an exclusive. And I don't know. Sometimes I feel their art's very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Knights Punisher by Garth Anus. The complete collection, Volume 3, will be out. So if you want your Punisher being gritty, this is the way to do it. Uh, Marvel Team-Up Issue 3 will be out, and I believe this continues with Peter Parker teaming up with Kamala Khan. So we've seen a lot of power switching there and costume switching, so we're going to see some more antics. Meet the Scrolls Issue 505. I don't know why this is out, uh, probably because of the Captain Marvel movie. So will there be fallout from this? I don't know because I don't hear much talk about it, so I highly doubt it. Uh, but it's kind of interesting, you know, what's going on with this sleeper cell of scrolls living on Earth, especially after we've had a secret invasion. Old Man Quill issue six of twelve is out. Um, I like I'm enjoying this one, so I don't mind this one being twelve issues because this is a whole part of the world we haven't explored. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see where this is going. I think I'm an issue behind. And I think we so. talked about this before the last time uh, an issue came out, but 
But I said, who do you think would be the next old man? And I, and oh yeah, we or old if they decide to go old woman this time around. The elderly. <laughs> yeah. Who who would you like to see in this world? Who's left? I think honestly, I would love to see the real story of Victor Von Doom. I'd love to see. There how, you go. How that's how I goes. think that's what you said last time too. Yeah, old man Doom. Yeah, so that'd be fun for me. What if it wasn't like the Doom that's in charge is not an actual Doom, but a crazy Doom bot, and so Doom is just wandering there, like trying to not so much repent but like just being like where do i belong like that'd be kind of a good twist right you know maybe maybe even like i'll twist it some more like a doombot killed him so they've always been his savior so yeah the adventure like the last page reveals just victor von doom laying there dead and the robot starts squeaking like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that'd be kind of fun uh, let's see, moving along. Savage Avengers issue one is getting a second printing, which is just in time for Savage Avengers number two. That's right, the book. I don't know who asked for it, but yeah, it's out there. You know, it's funny because we talked about that too. Is the uh, the fact that why why are we doing this? Like, why is Savage Conan like a thing? Why is that? Why yeah, is he Conan back? Is just blown up. Why? But you know what? Well, you know who owns Marvel? Disney. You know what uh-huh. Disney also owns? gargoyles you know what i need i need conan and gargoyles to team up so that we can get gargoyles in the marvel universe i just say do gargoyles skip the conan part (laughs) i'm just saying so that they can bring them in it'd be the way in okay so we got batman teenage mutant ninja turtles right yep who do you team up the gargoyles with from the marvel universe from the marvel universe Ooh, that would be interesting um i think you could team them up with excalibur I think that'd be Ooh, a pretty cool that'd team. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. You'd have the Captain mythology Britain. and the lore. Yeah. Oh god. Pete Wisdom just kind of throwing some wisecracks out there. I would bring back a what's her face Lionheart too. Oh, she was a fun character. Yeah. All three issues. <laughs> yeah. All three issues. Uh, Chuck Austin created her. That's that's her weakness. And that's the reason I like him and or like her. And that's the reason why she's not around. But yeah, no, that actually that would be really fun because I don't think they're doing much with Excalibur, if anything. Are so, they yeah. doing much with Captain Britain at all? Honestly, I think you're you're onto something there. I don't know when's the last time I've seen him. So Good. yeah, I mean, Excalibur is usually what Captain Britain, Pete Wisdom, uh, Night Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, and Megan. I think they call her. Don't they also have Spitfire? Isn't she usually? No, she's a British superhero, but she's she's more on the uh, the Invaders team. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Kitty Pride, Kitty Pride, she, she pops in there as well. Uh, I think that nails the big five. Well, let's see, Kitty's usually pretty busy now because she's kind of running the X Men. And Nightcrawler's been dead and brought back, so that's why she, he might not have been on the Excalibur <laughs> team. Uh, yeah, where is Britain? I mean, you could bring you have two, uh, kind of two, Betsy Betty Braddock, Betsy Braddocks running around. Yeah, ish, <laughs> ish, because you have the old Psylocke body, which is no one now. Well, Kawanin, I think. Oh, is that what they were calling her? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, she's in the Uncanny book, so I think Kawanin's back in her rightful body. Oh, and okay. Betsy is in her body, but I think she's part of the Age of X Men event. I think that's I don't right. Know. I don't know if she made it over there, but hey, I mean, all the all the more reason just to do more, get more in there. I mean, like it's funny, the X Men when it got relaunched with giant size was definitely done so you could have like an international aspect to superheroes. And I, I do love, uh, I think it's the Agents of Atlas. They're definitely going to be more Asian culture. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. But, yeah, it's a shame that you've had, like, Marvel UK is huge. Really? And, yeah, like, uh, there's a huge fan base out there. And, like, without them, that's how we get uh, our, that's that's, uh, that's how we don't get Alan Moore. So I mean, those <laughs> books need to be, they need to be reprinted. There needs to be more. And I think Excalibur would be great. And I think they're, they're paying Chris Claremont to do nothing. 
Like, that's what the is. rumors are. Yeah, that he's so, on retainer to do nothing. Yeah, so there you go. Just give him, have him do Excalibur. Let him have fun. That'd be an interesting book. There you go. And then Solve he can bring the, the our gargoyles in there. Yeah, that'll be the, <laughs> the first arc. Make the gargoyles part of the continuity. Holy cow. This is how you print money, folks. You, you got it, Marvel. That's that's another idea from us. You need to be listening more. <laughs> All right, let's see. Moving along. Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, issue 9 will be out. But don't worry, folks, because Ghost Spider is going to get relaunched again. Um, she's going to get a brand new book, and it's just going to be called Ghost Spider. So it's but, not Spider-Gwen colon Ghost Spider. It would just yep, be Ghost Spider. Just Ghost Spider. Now, what's going to be interesting, though, is now she's going to be in the 616. Interesting. That yeah, is interesting. I believe she's going to be enrolling in college and all that crazy stuff. So she'll still be the age of Miles. I think so. I think they're they're putting her around that. I think just because, obviously, the movie did so well. Right. So it's like, hey, let's play with this. And, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, I wanted her to be older, but at the same time, I prefer my Peter with Mary Jane. So. Yeah, I prefer my Peter with Mary Jane. I don't need that complication of where does Peter go, Gwen or Mary? Yeah. It's yeah. and and I mean, but that's also going to have to be weird. It's going to have to be weird, right? Peter sees a young version, the teenage version of the girl that he was in love with when he was a teenager. I think it's got to be weird for Miles because it's like here's my hand me down. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> because as much like I can justify Peter looking at Gwen and being like, she's like somebody I knew because that's not as Gwen. She's no, that's way not, different. Oh, completely way different, different. Yeah, and so I mean, like it's it's. It's maybe a little bit hurtful, but at the same time, she's such a different person. I don't think it tugs at the heartstrings. Do you think he pulls Miles aside and says, hey, uh, just so you know, don't twip somebody as they're following. It's not a good idea. It doesn't work out well. Just catch them. Just catch them. Just catch them. Just swing down and catch them. Yeah, Yeah, no, I imagine he's probably had that talk with every spider person. person. (laughs) Here's a morbid question. Do you think he practices that? That to like, re- like just to make sure, yeah. Like, does he go up to the bridge sometimes and tosses something and then like speeds down there and tries to catch it and see if he did it correctly or not? Yes. Okay. I think now that you put that in my head, yes, <laughs> Peter would be that person to be like, okay, this is what I did wrong that time. I have to do it a thousand more times to make sure that I don't do it wrong again. Yeah. So that it's 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 because it was his instinct to twip, right? Yeah. To web swing to yeah. to to catch her with the web. So now it's got to be his instinct to not do that. It's to do the other thing. Yeah, it's to be to jump right out there, catch her, then twip her away or something. Yeah. Off. yeah, yeah. There we go. There's one of those weird little hidden gem stories. <laughs> I could, you know, because they do they love doing that with Spider Man. Like the what's the what's the one where the the boy is unfortunately dying from cancer? Oh, or whatever. The, the kid who collected Spider Man. That's right. So I mean, that's a cool little. I mean, could you imagine like panels where it's like he's stopping some muggers and stuff like that, and then he goes back to the bridge. Then he goes to stop bank robbing, and then he goes back to the bridge. And like it's just one night, he's just doing that over and over yeah. and over again. He does ten rounds, and then goes on patrol, and then does ten rounds, and goes on patrol. Yeah, ooh, that that's a fun, yeah, a little offbeat Spider-Man story. <laughs> what was it? The the web, the tangled web of Spider-Man. Yeah, there you go, there you go. tangled web. Uh, let's see, but here's at least a free thing for you. Uh, Spider-Man Start Here Sampler. That's right, because they're going to tell you why, because we have a Spider-Man movie coming. Sampler. <laughs> that's funny. It's like it's like it's like a Applebee's or something. <laughs> I like the Spidey sampler. Yeah. But these are fun books. You know, there's a lot of little cute stuff that they'll put in there. And okay. It'll definitely be like, buy this, buy this, buy this. So at least for you, the fan, it's something free. Hopefully it comes out nicely. Um, Symbiote Spider-Man issue one is going for a third printing. That's right. The story that you decide how it fits into continuity is coming at you again. Tony Stark Iron Man issue 12 is now hitting its first year. 
And then here's the best part. We're going to save you some money with the True Believers line. So True Believers Amazing Spider-Man number one will be reprinting the first issue of Spider-Man. So this was great because this is when Pete went and he, he went over to the Fantastic Four and he's like, hey, guys, uh, I want a job with you all. And they're like, sure, we would love to have you. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, how much do I get paid? <laughs> you get paid nothing. Nothing. So that's why he walked away from them. Uh, True Believers Spider Armor number one. That's right. One of the first times Spider-Man really started changing his costume for the sake of action figures. Web of Spider-Man issue 100 had a nice holofoil cover or chrome foil cover. I don't know which one. It was just shiny. Um, but it gave us the spider armor. So that was the one where he was in the silver and the black. Uh, I think that armor lasted all one issue. So there's the the start, finish, and saga of the spider armor for you for a dollar. Um, and then True Believers Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man number one. Uh, this will be taking Marvel Team-Up issue 141 and reprinting it. And this one shows us, uh, I think this is the first time Spider-Man is featured in the black costume, but on the Marvel Team-Up book. And on the cover, we see Daredevil and Black Widow. So this will be a nice three-way team-up between all those characters. Um, Uncanny X-Men hits issue 19. I know I'm excited about this, having just read issue 19. Oh, my God. Emma Frost and Mystique as the new Hellfire Club. They're sick. They're sinister. They're crazy. <laughs> like the, are, I don't know if you're caught up. Are you okay with the spoiler? Yeah. So that whole time we thought it was Captain America? It wasn't. It was not Captain America. Who was so it? it? It was basically Emma and Mystique. So, like, I, I was wondering about the note that they exchanged at one point when Cap was like, I'm just, I'm driving in the left lane here. I'm doing something, right? Um, so, I think the note that he gave him was basically like, here's the number to reach me at. So, Cyclops has been calling Captain America. At least that's my thought. Maybe we don't know what the note will be. Right. But yeah, so he calls, and it shows Mystique and Emma, and they're talking, and then the phone rings. It's like, oh, it's Scott. He's calling Captain America. Wow. Like, Damn, that was a <laughs> twist. So, yes, issue 19 will be out. War of the Realms is at issue five of six, so we're almost done with that one. Uh, War of the Realms Journey into Mystery, part four of five, and then War of the Realms New Agents of Atlas, number three of four. So definitely we're coming up to the last month of War of the Realms. Not to be that guy, but I'm definitely looking forward to when this series is over just because I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to see the fallout. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what's in your comic shops this Wednesday. So shop heartily. All right. Well, there you go. That's the that's new comic book day for June whatever. <laughs> what is today? June. Uh, it's the second, third. June 5th. 5th. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't record this beforehand. That's totally what my, my phone says. Is going on. <laughs> Anyways, June 5th, um, let's get on to our 101 challenge. Yes. I think. Well, I guess we got to come with a, with, a, with a cool name. So, yeah, maybe we could do 101 challenges because we'll throw a little bit of the history at you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, okay, there we go. 101 challenge. So, let, let, let's get a little bit of history. Let, what is the history behind the crime syndicate in America? Okay, so... Uh, both teams came at us very early on in the Silver Age of Comics. Um, so actually, ooh, let me double check something real quick here. 19, okay, so yes, all right. So the Crime Syndicate appeared first. Justice League of America issue 29 back in August 1964. So DC Comics had very huge success with uh, the Silver Age. They're like, hey, let's bring our heroes back, but let's not bring our heroes back. So, bam, lightning strikes Barry Allen, and we have a new Flash. Mm -hmm. Auburn Sir Crassage lands on Earth, and we have a new Green Lantern in the form of Hal Jordan. So they were resurrecting these old properties and bringing them back. We went from a Justice Society to a Justice League. 
But even better, let's have those two teams meet. So you had the crisis on Earth 1 and Earth 2, and that's where we established the idea of there being multiple Earths. And then we finally get to meet Earth 3, which has the crime syndicate. So that's right, Superman, Batman, Flash, Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman, it's time to eat your evil versions (laughs) with Ultraman, Owlman, Superwoman, Power Ring, and Johnny Quick. And that's right, they were just evil dudes, evil people on a world where... Uh, Benedict Arnold was a good guy. If you guys know your history, you right. know what that means. If you mm-hmm. don't, then go Google it. Um, but that's how that world was. It was just people were dicks. Earth dick, as it should have been titled. <laughs> but so anyway, so yeah, so they definitely played a big part. Uh, they'd pop up every now and then in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Their last appearance was Crisis on Infinite Earths number one. That's right, because they were the first planet to be destroyed. Um, we had been hearing about the monitor and the anti-monitor and things that were coming, but we hadn't actually seen a planet die. And Earth 3 was the first one to go down. Which is kind of interesting because when you get to, um, what was the the New 52 Justice League book when they showed up and at the end of it, because they, they took over, they had their their grid took over Cyborg's body, yeah. all that stuff. Um, at the end of that one, they're, they, they're, they're starting to regroup and then don't they get taken out by the anti-monitor again well basically yes we 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 discover so i i I wonder if jeff johns was hinting at maybe doing a new 52 crisis on infinite earths uh because yes it does play up with the fact that the anti-monitor is responsible for the destruction of their planet um yeah because that was at the well that was the the whole reason why we had the trinity right right uh, forever evil yeah so, forever evil that's right yeah because they, they they basically came through and they were like hey we need another earth let's take yours yeah because we can and that was a really intense story it uh, was. jeff johns he brought the crime syndicate back uh because yes they died in crisis we did see a post-crisis version uh grant morrison and oh uh, frank quietly they did jla earth 2 i think you read that book as well uh, it was the one where it had the covers and the five of them were on there and then the reflections yes. underneath would yep. be, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was a great book. Uh, definitely JLA is just, it's something you got to read before you die. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, yeah, they did their own Earth 2 spinoff book. Uh, we saw them come back in other times. I think when Kurt Busiek was writing JLA circa issue 109. I also um, love in the the Justice League books whenever we bring the crime syndicate back, depending on who the Green Lantern is, oh, yeah. it depends on who the Power Ring is. Yeah, because we've seen a Kyle version, we've seen a Hal version, we've seen a John version. That's right, but we haven't seen a Earth guy Three version? guy. <laughs> That's the one we need right there. He's gonna be such a wussy. What about an Earth Three uh, uh, Jessica? Oh, well, hey, Simon. she exists now. So yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, but it's funny because she becomes. A Green Lantern because Power Ring goes to her. Exactly. So, yeah, we've seen her as Power Ring, but, yeah, let's see her Earth 3 version. Okay, so, like you are saying, Ultraman. Ultraman is their Superman. Yeah, he's, Ultraman's their evil Superman. He's uh, he's also Kal-El, or Kal-Il, as you were saying. Um, Owlman is their Batman, but this is Thomas Wayne Jr.? So, that one's always a complicated story, but, yes, I want to say, I think during the Jeff Johns era i think he made him thomas wayne jr okay yeah um then you have superwoman which i always remember her as being lois lane yep i don't know if that's always been true no that's that one's always been that way she was lois lane um because ultraman i think he did still keep the the disguise of clark kent okay so yeah it was the evil lois and clark so yeah so it's not power it's not wonder woman but she's the equivalent to wonder woman yeah um power ring is our is our Green Lantern, but it's it's so, not so much a power ring in the same way as a Green Lantern ring, but a 
more of a it's more of like the green green lantern or green lantern blue beetle beetle scarab it's kind of a symbiote it's evil, yeah. yeah it's, it's evil a, power evil yeah living thing that kind of grants you powers but eats away at you yeah because i think it was the ring of volthum that's right and that's like a big big name and so yeah so once the ring gets on you it's like everybody else is like yay <laughs> the power ring is like no <laughs> god no <laughs> and then you have johnny quick who we know in the regular dc earth one sure sure <laughs> as a a speedster a silver speedster. age speedster well, he was a Golden Age character. Golden Age character. Because, uh, yes, he was the one who uses the formula. 3XY, parenthesis, blah, 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 blah. YZ, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. And he cites that off, go, gets gets access to the speed force, if you believe Jeff John's run, and <laughs> then is able to run fast. And he passes that on to his daughter, Jesse Quick, or Jesse Chambers, Johnny Chambers. But in this world, he is their Flash like I was telling you before we recorded, I remember he used injections, but you said that the original incarnation is just that he was super fast. Yeah, so the original one, he was definitely just, he was a dude. Uh, he was fast. But then when Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly got a hold of it, they're like, yeah, let's make these guys edgier. Mm -hmm. And so he would probably be the Wally West version of okay. Johnny Quick. But again, they, they never really showed us anything under the hood, so we don't know mm -hmm. if there was change. But yeah, he was the one who was like... It's cool being a speedster. Now I'm going to be a speedster on speed because yeah. <laughs> that's just crazy. And that's Grant Morrison. <laughs> Go watch Happy. <laughs> uh, so then that's our evil Justice League there, the Crime Syndicate of America or Crime Syndicate. Let's go to the Marvel side of it, and we talk about the Squadron Supreme. When did we get our Squadron Supreme for the first time? So the Squadron Supreme, or, they I'm have sorry, the, or, sorry, Squadron, the Squadron Sinister. Sinister. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Uh, the Squadron Sinister is the first team we get, and they have one of those classic first appearances where it's the last page. So the first time we see them is the last page of Avengers issue 69 back in October of 69. So Roy Thomas and Sal Buscema, like they were handling Avengers at the time, and it's like, damn, it'd be so cool if DC and Marvel could do do something together then hell with it let's just make our own versions of it so they decided to create four characters in the original team hyperion an evil superman nighthawk an evil batman dr spectrum an evil green lantern and the wizard an evil speedster now i wonder i wonder if they did that on purpose because okay johnny quick is the evil earth three villain right mm -hmm. but that name comes to us from the golden age speedster and then the and then the wizard was the evil uh, Squadron Flash. Sinister Flash yeah. Panache but there was also a wizard of the Golden Age in Marvel, Marvel. Yeah, so I, I, wonder, I believe that is on purpose yeah so that's kind of yeah so that's kind of cool I mean it's it's hell for your inventory but that's pretty cool that it's like hey let's let's pay that homage to that extra bit there so yes yeah, so that's the first time we get them um, they had the one appearance because they were basically created by the Grandmaster to go up against the the Avengers and at that point it was just Captain America Iron Man Thor and Goliath aka Hawkeye so this is when Hawkeye was getting big um, so yeah they, they fought up against each other and the characters were so cool that Marvel decided to say hey let's make them the squadron supreme so this will be the good guy version of the team that really exists but we just meant the bad guy version <laughs> first because we wanted a bad guy version to fight them but we love them so much they became good guys so we made their own world <laughs> that's right so for those math fans that's earth 712 where we get the squadron supreme the good guys uh, i don't know what earth the squadron sinister lives on but yes so today we're gonna take those teams we're gonna have them fight so 
Do we start off with Superman? Or do we start off with the Wizard? I or say Flash. Let's let's yeah. Let's go backwards. Let's leave the big bout for the end. So we are going to take Johnny Quick, and we are going to have him go up against the Wizard. Now, just to give you a little bit more insight on some of these characters. So Johnny Quick, there's three versions. Um, you have your pre-crisis. You have your post-crisis, and then you have your new 52. Um, again, use whatever you feel is the best way to view them. And then Squadron Sinister. Now, again, I don't necessarily care if they're a Sinister version, an Ultimate version, or uh, you know the, the Supreme version. I'm okay with whatever. But something I did find interesting, the Wizard, he actually did distance himself, and he became a Spider-Man villain, Speed Demon. Oh, yeah. That's so right. I did I not that. know that that was the same character. I always thought they were different ones. Because mm. we were talking about, oh, there's a lack of speedsters. I was like, I just found two. Oh, I just found one. <laughs> it's the same person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So the wizard versus Johnny Quick. Johnny Quick. I would definitely give this one to the Johnny to Johnny Quick. Because, like I said, like you said, you got to pick whichever version you know. The version I know is the Grant Morrison JLA. Or, yeah, JLA. Earth 2. Earth yeah. 2. Sorry. Uh-huh. Thank you. And I think with the added bonus of having psychosis and the the drugs to fuel him, it's he's too much of a wild card. See, I like that, but that's why I think that's his weakness. So I, I actually I picked the wizard just because yes, the clouded mind and the psychosis could help, but I think they hinder. Because if they if they kind of mess up a person at normal What's it going to do when you're at fast forward? So I think if anything, Wizard gets to exploit that. He's kind of like, hey, you know what? Like, yeah, let me slip him some bad drugs or let me take the drugs away from him and watch him go on withdrawal. You get the drugs away from him, yes. He's going to go through withdrawal and it's going to be bad. I just, I figure he has he has a vial. He, he injects himself right before the fight and he, right. he's good to go. But I see how we, we differ in this. So, yeah, so. one to one. Yep, so here we are, one-to-one. Now, just a little added fun, just because I, I always go crazy on these. So you remember Hero Clicks? Yes. So, damn, those little things. <laughs> I almost, luckily I didn't, but I almost bought a set of the Crime Syndicate and the Squadron Supreme. Wow. Yeah, uh, because they had really nice versions of them. I was like, ooh, they're crazy expensive. Like, I could get nine out of the ten characters. It was at, like, 77 bucks. I was like, yeah, I better sit down. Wow. Uh, but anyway, so I found this fun. So the Johnny Quick figure is rated for 100 points, and the Wizard is weighted for 120 so that, that was something interesting there i'm not going to stick with the numbers but i just found it fun so okay. I'll, I'll toss that in as a little little factoid there so yeah um but yeah again i you know the drugs he could get lucky and get a punch off but i feel that's just too much of a dependency to give him the clean win okay all right so let's move on so yep that's one to one uh we're each against each other here crime syndicate squadron supreme so the fight continues on so let's move on to our our, our, our Space Warriors? Because I can't necessarily say Emerald Warriors. No. But, yeah, so let's jump into it. So we're going to have Power Ring versus Dr. Spectrum. Now, what's neat about these is we've had multiple versions of them as well. This is true. Uh, the Power Stone has definitely found its way and corrupted many a person. Mm-hmm. And the Ring of Altum has also done the same thing. So... I'll go first this time. Who, 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 before you say, who's, who's your power ring? So my power ring is, is Harold Jordan. Okay. Uh, I definitely am going that route. Now, the tough part is going to be Dr. Spectrum because, again, there's definitely been several different versions of the character. So I'm going to go with – oh, man, I was hoping to find – but I'm going to go with the classic um, – Oh, I am so sorry. I lost his secret identity. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to go with the main Dr. Spectrum that we've seen from the, the, the Marvel Universe and whatnot. So I'm going to have those two go up against each other. Now, I give my win to Dr. Spectrum um, just because 
Harold Jordan, as he's called when he's powering, he's worthless. Oh. I mean, he has nothing. The ring is yelling at him. I mean, granted, it was worse as his adventures went on. But I, when I think about him, I, I definitely go to the, the New 52 Crime Syndicate one. And he was worthless. I mean, he got killed. Like, Sinestro Parallax came up, chopped the ring off of him, and killed him right then and there. So, I mean, if this guy could get taken down, he's going to get taken down. Dr. Spectrum is such a wild card. Um, I mean, the dude, like, I think he's scarier than Hyperion. Just because that stone, that power is just so influential. Um, definitely, like, I mean, I'm not using that version. I, I can't think of the security of the one I wanted to use. But, I mean, the Supreme Power one, I mean, he got his own miniseries. Dude was freaking sick. Yeah. So I definitely, I, I go I go Dr. Spectrum. What so about yourself? The funny thing is I want to I wanna talk about the, the whole powering thing first. Okay. Um, I'll go with Harold Jordan also. All right. To me, it doesn't really make a difference. Like, I guess the one I really know is the Kyle analog, but I don't really, it doesn't really make a difference. Like, what you're saying is is correct. The, so you have a Green Lantern ring in the normal DC universe, and it's the it's the analog for Aladdin's lamp. Like, that's where yeah. we came, came from. Like, you, you wear this thing, you make a wish, it, it comes true, right? Mm-hmm. But in true symbiotic fat fashion... This power ring sits there and yells at you to use its power to create things because the more you use it, the more it eats out of you. Mm, like it true. needs that 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 it needs you to do things and it will grant you those wishes. Right. But the more you do it, the more, the more it hurts it you. you. Yeah. So I, I always thought that was a crazy like twist. Uh, <laughs> twist. Yes, thank you. Crazy twist to it. Uh but also, yeah, Doctor Spectrum. <laughs> it goes to Doctor Spectrum because the in the name alone, like I, I also only really know the character from the Supreme Powers. Uh-huh. In that Power Stone is so powerful, and the, and like I said, in the name alone, Doctor Spectrum, you're doing the whole spectrum of light. Like yeah. if you control light, you're controlling pretty much everything. Yeah, because I mean, if if powering holds up to being a Green Lantern. Maybe the yellow weakness is there, so Doctor Spectrum's like, "Fuck yeah," you know, uh, yeah. So I think, okay, I'm gonna toss a name at you, Billy Roberts. Does that sound familiar? Sounds familiar. Yes. Okay, because that's that's the version of Doctor Spectrum that I'm going with as well. Yeah. So yeah. I would, I would, I'm with you there. We are both on the Marvel side for that. Doctor Spectrum wins. Yep, sorry, that's the. He's the, just too powerful. Yeah. No, he's he's the loose cannon. Um, I found it interesting because, just throwing this out there as well, so I know they did the JLA animated film that had the JLA up against the crime syndicate. James Woods played Alman. I forget the name of it. It was Crisis on Two Earths. Crisis on Two Earths. And I thought that was really neat that you get to see him. So again, you know, like venturing over, like, what did Marvel ever do with those guys animated? So on their Avengers Assemble show, uh, season one had a Hyperion episode. Really? Yeah. And then season two had a Nighthawk episode that eventually led into the Squadron Supreme that eventually led into like separate episodes. So they kind of had a mini arc. Eight episodes in total. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll try to do a little write-up about them. But I thought that was neat that, yeah, you, you do kind of have a little movie version of each one so mm-hmm. you can get to see what's going on there. But Dr. Spectrum got featured on his own episode because, yeah, the dude is crazy and <laughs> and what I found kind of neat, I forgot, I, I should remember the voice actor right now, but the gentleman who voiced Jon Stewart on Justice League, he voices Dr. Spectrum. On really? So I thought that was a really neat like homage thing. So Phil Lamar. There you go. Yes. Uh, I was going to say, is there a version on the Squadron Supreme or on 
uh, the Squadron Sinister or on the Crime Syndicate of America that is Manhunter, is Martian Manhunter. So they've played with it, yes. Um, oh, God. I, I Because like that's what was funny. On, on the Earth 2 book by Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly, mm-hmm. we don't see Aquaman or Martian Manhunter. You see them, but you didn't see who was casting the images. That's right. Um, so I think he got... Like, if I remember correctly, I think he was basically Brainiac. Oh, okay. But I'm not 100% sure if maybe that was just Brainiac. Mm. Um, but then when when Jeff Johns did it, I know he made sure to give us the Aquaman version. So I don't know if necessarily in one of the team-ups that there was a Martian Manor. I know he's been alluded to it, but I don't know if we've seen it. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's funny, though, is the Marvel version did it, the Squadron Supreme. They have, I think he's a scroll. No, nice. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Yeah. A super scroll to be yeah, that, probably. Yeah. Now, see, I always found it interesting. I, I picture Drax, especially if you look at his first appearances. He is Martian Manhunter. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's crazy Martian Manhunter. But anyway, so yeah. All right, so let's venture forward. So, oh, just to toss this out there again. Power Ring gets 100 points. Dr. Spectrum gets 137. <laughs> so, yes, even Hero Clicks agrees with yeah. us that he's worth more. All right, so now comes the big one, Superwoman versus Power Princess. Now, this character is tough, Power Princess, because, like, I I know I sent you an image to kind of, like, you know, get us to visualize it, and that was the Crime Syndicate of America, and they had definitely, I think she was, like, Warrior Woman or something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, But I've always had a a fondness for Princess Zarda, a.k.a. Power Princess. I think she was great. Uh, She's definitely more of the Amazon warrior. So I, 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 I like that about her. So I, I chose Power Princess. I think she'd be a great character to throw into this one. Mm-hmm. And just because it has no influence, I found this interesting. Heroclix rated both those characters 150. Really? So they're tied right there. So it's up to us to decide. So, so. I also thought it was interesting is that uh, well, one of the a side story is when they were doing that whole uh, Ultimate Marvel Universe and Marvel Universe kind of switching characters. Uh huh. It was Power Princess that they that the regular Marvel Universe took, and yeah. it was Nick Fury that they gave up. I think so. Yeah, Nick Fury went over to their world to help it, and then Power Princess stayed on ours because wasn't she hooking up with Hulk? Yes, right? yeah. she was. So, uh, I mean, I'm not going to give him give it to her just because of that, but. <laughs> I definitely give it to Power Princess because if she's more like Wonder Woman, she's had her life to to um, uh, train, train and all to, that. to to get used to her powers. Whereas Lois Lane is born Lois Lane and gets her superpowers from Superman or Ultraman okay, or something. So, I don't so, know. <laughs> all right, so you're going Power Princess. Yes. All right. Now, see, and again, this could just be me confuddling it, but I've always felt that. The way I always looked at Superwoman was she was evil Diana. When she came to Man's World, she became Lois Lane. She took the name of Lois Lane. Yeah, she took the name of Lois Lane. See, I always took it as Lois Lane getting superpowers. That's interesting. And again, they've had multiple origins. That's the tough part. We're both right. We're both wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just depends on which year. Um, So I'm going to go. I'm going Superwoman uh, just because she's a conniving turd. I mean, seriously, like she does. She really like Owlman. Maybe, maybe not. She's, but it pisses off Hyper, uh, Ultraman, Ultraman. So that's why she's screwing with him. She has done so much damage to her own team and all these things. So I give it to her just because, like, I could see her catching on to Power Princess and being like, "Oh my god, 
Like, I'm just like you. I was a woman who was cast away from my island and I'm here. And I could see like Power Prince is kind of like, all right, in the name of, you know, justice or good or or sisterhood, yeah, sister. I'll be there. And as soon as she comes in close for that embrace, bam, dude, she's going to gank her one. I get so it. I, that's, that, I use the trickery, uh, super trickery, super, super trickery, trickery to give the win over there. So that's who I go with. All right, so now we're getting closer right now. It's four to two in favor of the Squadron Sinister. So now let's move on to our our Creatures of the Night fight. Ooh. Nighthawk versus Owlman. So I'll let you start this one. So I have to say, it's every time you get an, an analog of Batman, they're always so much lesser. But that's only <laughs> because you've had we've had seventy five years of Batman. Like you have you can you can sit there and say Batman at the best, and most people will. They'll yeah. be like, with enough prep time, Batman can beat anybody, he right? Beat Silver Surfer. He can beat Silver <laughs> Surfer and Galactus with his yeah. hand tied behind his back. So you get people like Nighthawk or Night Owl or uh, what's the the Thrasher on the New Mutants? Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't it's what his name is? Yeah, right? like Night they've Thrasher. essentially yeah they've turned him into a Batman. Um, there's all kinds of different ones, right? Yeah. I just they just seem so less less in comparison. But then you take Owlman, and you the few issues that you've seen, like he not only outplays all of his team. He outplays the JLA usually, uh-huh. which includes Batman. Yeah. So I just, I, I find him to be, I want to know what does Owlman against the the Batman who laughs looks like? Ooh, now that would be badass. Right? That would be a really cool fight. Who's the more sinister? Well, like you have, they're both sinister, yeah. but the, but the Batman who laughs is still crazy. Owlman's not crazy. He's just evil. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So I, I'm giving it to Owlman. I like that. I like your reasoning. Um, I definitely, so I looked at this, so Owlman up against Nighthawk. Now, Nighthawk, it's funny because he's always been, he's very much the Batman in terms of the morals. Mm-hmm. And when you go up against Owlman, morals hold you back. <laughs> so this again, is the sinister side. This is not the supreme side. Oh, I don't side. care. Uh, because, but no matter what, whether you look at sinister or supreme or any of it, he's always the one who kind of deflects from the team. Okay. He's the one at the last minute who just, I can't be bad enough, you know? And yeah. it's like, but Owlman, I mean, the dude is banging Ultraman's wife in front of him. <laughs> And like Ultraman can see it, and Owlman knows it. And if anything, it's kind of like it turns me on, you know. Like I remember they would have the part where they were in the alleyway, and then the two I beams slash down in front of them. Yep, that's how bad Owlman is. He's like, "Bitch, I've got you in check. Like you want to kill me, but you can't. You can't because something will happen when I die." Yeah. So I mean, if this could, if this guy could do that to his, we always see Hyperion stop or beat Nighthawk usually. Right. So, I mean, Owlman, like you said, he outwits his team and he outwits the JLA. This guy beats everybody. Like, when this is all said and done, Owlman's the ultimate victor. It, so, I am go- I am siding with you and I am agreeing that it is Owlman. Okay. Um, just to toss this in for fun. So, the hero clicks. Nighthawk got 120 points. Owlman got 140. 
fifty. He gets so even he, more than Power Princess. Yep. Well, no, they, they all tie one hundred and fifty points. Oh, each. I thought you said one thirty six. Who was one thirty seven? One thirty seven was Doctor Spectrum. Oh, okay. which is crazy. Like, how in the hell? So he, God. Well, like you said, he's got something to check. Like, if he dies, the universe dies yeah, with him. Yeah. So, all right, this is crazy. We are four to four. We are, are a we? tie. So who knows what's going to happen here? So we we are promising you, we are sticking to ours. We're not trying to milk this. We nope. know what we're going to do here. So now here comes the big bout. Let's hope this doesn't take place in our multiverse because their punches would be insane. Now, this is a fight I've thought long and hard about. So we are going to take Hyperion and we are going to have him go up against Ultraman. So you want me to start or would you like to No, start? go ahead. Okay. So I'm going to put it out there right off the bat. It's Hyperion. Okay. Just because, and again, when you look at all the versions of Hyperion and you look at all the versions of Ultraman, Hyperion, like, he, he's done it. He's mastered the world. Mm -hmm. uh, he's just insanely powerful. Uh, then if you start taking Ultraman, like, you start playing with the idea that, oh, like, especially in his last appearance from Forever Evil and Dark Side War, oh, yeah, he's got to rely on being in the dark to fight. Yep. That's a huge handicap. Mm -hmm. So I take that new power upgrade. Yeah, oh, it's cool to see him bash Kryptonite and snort it like cocaine. But I could just see Hyperion with super speed blowing it out of his hand, and then like Hyperion would just go into a fit. He wouldn't know, or sorry, Ultraman would just go into a fit, so he wouldn't know what to do. So I think Hyperion wins this one hands down. Uh, if you ever look up Hyperion, look up King Hyperion. Mm. That son of a bitch <laughs> is insane. So, so it's up to you, Mitch. My, my, my <laughs> one of the things I, th I find funny because uh, uh, Ultraman. Ultraman can take down all the JLA mm -hmm. if he has the kryptonite. Like it, it's in that that version of him where he smashes it down, snorts it up, like it gives him power and stuff right. like that, right? So that also takes out Superman. But in in he's he's evil. He is super evil. Yeah. Like he is conquering worlds evil, conquering dimensions evil. Yeah. But the thing is, is when you have Marvel telling you what Superman is. They always, I don't want to say they're doing it out of maliciousness, but they, they, they always see Superman as this overpowered being. So they write him, they write their, their analogs of Superman <laughs> as super overpowered beings. Like, how can you trust a, a person like Superman? You know he's going to eventually take you over kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So they, so the sentry, look at the sentry. Like, yeah. that's a Superman analog. And what happens like he is so powerful that it, it doesn't work in the in the marvel universe it cracks it yeah. so if they're when they're making fun of superman quote unquote making fun they give him they make him so powerful that it's it's unstoppable because that's how they see superman yeah that's hyperion hyperion like you said king hyperion it's <laughs> it's he's so powerful that how can you not how can they not how can he not beat Ultraman? Like Ultraman would get in some good blows, but it's Hyperion. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work out for him. And even the Supreme Powers version of Hyperion. Oh my God, that one's sick. Yeah, the Puppy Page. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I think we have a, de a defined winner then. Yeah. So we 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 are six to four. In favor of the Squadron Supreme, Squadron Sinister, Squadron, Ultimate yeah. Power, however you Supreme whatever, Power, Supreme power yeah. yeah. Um yeah, again, I just I think I feel the way Marvel handled these evil versions versus the way DC handled their evil versions, they made them powerful. They made them characters, they made them worthwhile. Um 
the crime syndicate, I mean, two of them are drug users. Yep. One is used by his power. Mm-hmm. And then Superwoman and Owlman, I mean, they're they're poor of character. They're horrible monsters. You know, it's like if it, it's always sunny became the DC universe. <laughs> I mean, they're they're horrible people, but they're not strong people. They're uh-uh. not winners. Uh, we see them lose all the time. So maybe that's what they're good at because they're the evil Earth 3 slash Earth 2 slash who knows where the 52. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we definitely went hands down there. Um, yeah. I mean, the only ones we could agree with were Owlman, Hyperion. And Dr. Spectrum. So by the time it's all said and done, I mean, that's two total in favor versus one. So, yeah, so we definitely go there. Now, just because I think it'd be fun to talk about, why not real quick? We'll throw it in there. So I, we, we came up with a tiebreaker just in case. So we are going to take the supreme power version of Hyperion as written by JMS, mm-hmm. a man who loves Superman. Mm-hmm. So he made this guy a sick bastard, and we're going to have him go up against Injustice Superman, uh, one of the best versions of an evil Superman out there. So what are your thoughts? Who do you like in this round? So the idea that with with Injustice Superman is up until the point where Lois gets killed, uh-huh. it is the regular Superman. It is Superman who's been, Clark Kent, who's been raised by the Kents, lived in uh, you know traveled the world, found himself, decided to become a superhero, uh, went to the went to Metropolis, worked for the Daily Sun, and then all of a sudden the Joker kills Lois Lane and he goes nuts, right? Right. right. But in the back of his mind, there's still the raising of the Kents. The Kents raised him. Hyperion from Supreme Powers <laughs> was an alien that was found by the government, decided to be thrown onto a government-issued farm, raised by two agents that were made to be a his couple, ma pa, yeah. his mom and pa, but w- he knew from a very young age that this is all real, not real, and that he could take over the world whenever he wanted, so it's it's there's no contest, Hyperion <laughs> is going to win. Yeah, no, you're right, because it's funny. When we talk about Superman, we can bring up somebody called Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. When you bring up Hyperion, There's you no can't Clark bring Kent. up it. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's so, I agree with you. It's it's Supreme Power Hyperion, because, yeah, I started flipping through it, and I was looking at that front, that first issue, when he's sitting there with his quote-unquote dad, and he's like, you love me? And the dad's like, of course we love you. And he's like, okay, because I could leave anytime I want. Those guards standing there can't stop me. No one can stop me, but I'm here because you and mom love me. Right. So that's why I'm here, okay? And it's like, oh, my God, this is like an eight-year-old telling him this. So it's like he's super smart. I mean, he's 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 embraced his powers. He's been Hyperion a lot longer than Clark has been Superman. So, and Superman gets held back because he's Clark. So, yes. In watching Brightburn, no. I thought about Supreme Power Hyperion like the whole time. Yeah. I was like. It's, it's almost exactly the same. Like, the, well, just the mindset of the child. Right. Like, right. that's all I could think about. So, I was trying to think, I was trying to look while we were recording. Um, and I know you remember it, but in Jeff Loeb's Superman Batman. Okay. The one time that they go up, the Superman Batman go up against a evil version of the Avengers. Okay, yes. One was Skyscraper, and he was the, the evil version of Giant Man. But do you remember the name of that team? Oh my goodness! Because um, if we could find that name of that team, and then the, like another evil version of the Avengers, we could do that for. That could be a fun, yeah, rematch. Um, oh my god, I know what you're talking about because they they even had like like their Hawkeye, their evil Hawkeye. He reminded me of Wolverine for some reason, <laughs> and yeah, they killed. Uh, 
they killed Skyscraper, but it was like on, on accident or something like that, right? Well, they killed Lois, too. And like, because that's, or no, that was what it was. Like, the, the Ultimates killed Lois. Right. So Jeff Lowe was like, fuck these guys. Yeah, I'm not going to stand for that. And so. But then um, he goes and writes the Ultimates later. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ultimates 3 was him, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was him. And he took it to a whole new level uh, with the whole, like, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, yes, love relationship, yep. and so. yeah, it was crazy. Um, oh gosh, I want to say like I think they were the Revengers. I don't know if it was that simple. Yeah, I, I um, was thinking the same thing, but I was like, it couldn't be that simple. So what you scavengers? Wanna, the scavengers, maybe. Um, so what we're looking for is Superman, Batman, Volume Four, Vengeance is the story that it's called. Um, the characters that were in it. I don't know why I used a tablet to look this stuff up. Um, I'm so close. I'm so close. I know it. <laughs> I just thought that would be uh, that it would be interesting because uh, you know that's the DC's version of evil Avengers, and then I assume Marvel has to have an evil version of Avengers. I mean, other than being just like the zombie Avengers. Yeah, I know that. I know in their publication they've done like an evil version of like Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man, and all those guys. Yeah, um, that I'd have to do a little bit more research. There's got to be but- an Earth something where they have. Uh, evil well, Avengers. Okay, one that comes off the top of my head, but I don't know. There's the Cancerverse. So that was like in the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Spaceway and stuff like that. So it's almost like it's kind of part of the, the negative zone. Okay. And there they do have totally evil versions, but they're like, it's just Captain America. It's Thor and all that stuff. Oh. So they, they're really, they're non-depth characters, but right. they are straight up evil versions. It's like... Their Captain America has a star with a circle around it, so he's demonic and all that mm. type of stuff. But that team that you're talking about, though, yeah, so with, with a Vengeance was the story arc and that Superman-Batman book. Yeah, I remember that, Ed McGinnis art. So we, we looked it up, we found it, The Maximums. So, As yes. opposed to The Ultimates. Yeah, so they even had their battle cry, The Maximums March. <laughs> That's right, this evil team, so... Yeah, because it it made sense, just like you pointed out. The ultimates, the maximums, that's mm-hmm. a perfect thing. So they had their team, Soldier, Viking, Robot, Monster, Skyscraper, Hornet, Wolfen, Bug, and Bowman. Who is Wolfen? Wolfen would be, uh, I think they're Wolverine, because I think oh, they basically played with like Bug being Spider-Man. Yeah. So it's like, oh, hey, if Brian Michael Bendis can do it, so can I. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so there you go. That's what we'll have to do. We'll have to take the, uh, let's take the Squadron Supreme. DC's JLA and have them go up against the Maximums, DC's Avengers. And we'll have the JLA versus Avengers because from the opposite publications, different because, variations. Because the <laughs> Maximums weren't necessarily evil. They were just, they thought that Superman Batman did something bad to them, so they were coming for revenge, right? Yeah. Uh, well, okay, so they, they create, they, they, they call it this way. Uh, the origin is they were created by the Joker and Mr. Mizzleplick. So they're an imagined U.S. government-sanctioned right. superhero team from a parallel world. But that works because the Squadron Sinister was created by the Grandmaster as mm. a team to just go up against, and it turns out there was another world where they did exist. So why couldn't there be, out of the 52 worlds, another world where they exist? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so if you want to read the first appearance of the Maxims, that would be Superman Batman issue 20. And make sure this one's written by Jeff Loeb because I know they've had other Superman Batman books. So, yeah, that's, that's really good. I like that. You, you, the 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 symmetry is now infecting you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you have a different opinion on how these battles should have went out, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Mitchipedia G E M G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. 
Chris is also on Twitter as Stuff I Should Say Should being spelled S-H-U-D The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Instagram at Geek Elite Media on Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network But until next time this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to Geek, geek Out! out. This concludes our broadcast. 